Artest looking, gets it to Bryant. Bryant dribbling, has to put it up at the buzzer. Banks it in! <laughs> he banks in the three! And the Lakers win the game! What's up, everyone? It's the Shaolin Fantastic of the Fresh Delivery Show. I'm here with... The Grand Booba. And we got a special guest in house. He is actually our outro man, who's soon to be on as a, a reoccurring guest in the future. And his name is... Just Ruid. Just Ruid. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good, good. Today is January 26th. 26. Today was a very tragic day in sports, but not only just sports, but entertainment, media, icons all over the world. The living legend, well, the late living legend, the great Kobe Bryant, uh, passed away today at 10 a.m. in Calabasas, California. He was in a helicopter with his daughter, Gigi, who is 13, who plays on his 16U AU team, and with another parent and a and a, a, one of her co her teammates. Um, they were flying to a game, and unfortunately, the helicopter had some uh, mechanical difficulties. The fire caught on, and they passed away. Um, so before we even start getting into the history of Kobe Bryant and, and pretty much what happened and how does it impact our society as, one, um, athletes, number two, the youth, number three, um, minorities, and just number four, just a, as, a, as a parent, as a, a person, an icon of our if you want to even say, we can even say pop culture at this point. Uh, but we're going to give a quick 24-second uh, moment of silence uh, for Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi Bryant. So... All right, so real quick before I put it out there, um, so a lot of people have been asking about the Fresh Delivery Show. We've been off air for about two months. We typically uh, start our show back during um, Valentine's Day as our anniversary because you know February 14th is actually our anniversary date. And so we took a little break. Been a lot of, a lot of busy things been going on. Been working on our second studio set, which is a kitchen set for our, our, our mukbang uh, future episodes um, but we will be back on the air and and because of what happened and how it impacts a lot of people and a lot of people don't realize that I felt that tonight was a special episode so first I want to thank you know thank you two for coming on the show and really express um, your thoughts and feelings about um, Kobe um, you know you can actually request yourself to be on that Oh, I didn't it makes it easier that. I mean <laughs> I, I thought technology was cool, but my phone died, so there's not there's not much I can do. But let me ask you guys this: you know, let, let's let's actually look at the whole body of work of what Kobe Bryant has done. And this episode is not to hear bash any other players. Um, you know, we want to celebrate the body of work that he's done. You know, he came into the league in '96, '97 as a high school student, um, top round draft pick, got selected by the Charlotte Hornets. They made a a trade, which a lot of you guys out there don't really believe, he was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, five-time champion, scoring title, 
um, top five scoring most points of all time, all defensive first team scored 81 points was the second highest scoring points of all time. Um, like how, let me ask you guys, we're, we're just going to throw it out there because I, it's, it's very important as, but like, how old were you guys when Kobe got drafted into the league? Like, how old were you? Just through it. Well, I was nine years old when he got drafted. And it was, you know, when I heard about him, I was like, yo, who's this guy being compared to Michael Jordan? I was like, well, I got to like him immediately, you know? Even yeah. though I was already a Lakers fan, but I grew up loving the Lakers more because of Kobe Bryant, just, you know, what he embodied in the game itself. Yeah. What about you, Grand Boo? <clears throat> I was 13 years old. And I remember vividly watching that draft because it was the same exact draft that Allen Iverson was drafted number one in. And all of a sudden, I see highlights of Kobe Bryant, and he immediately caught my eye. I was just like, oh, my God, this kid is amazing. And I just couldn't wait to see him don whatever uniform he was going to you know, be on, whether it would be Charlotte or the Lakers. And it turns out that he gets drafted by the Hornets, traded to the Lakers, and then the rest was history. I mean, this kid just burst in on the scene, um, nominated for Rookie of the Year. He even participated in a slam dunk contest his rookie season. He had that really nice between-the-leg dunk, which till this day I, I just can't get it out of my mind. Um, he was just – he was something else, man. He was something else. So. Um. I'm an old man, but I just look really young for my age, you know, for those out there. I'm yes, I'm I am Asian. You're so, a young old man. So I mean I'm a young old so, <laughs> but uh what Kobe meant for me was which a lot of a lot of players and a lot of athletes, a lot of coaches and just fans in general, I got to see this man grow in a whole twenty year span. We saw his career Same. from beginning to end. Um the way he impacted the game was he, I, I, this is what I took from him. He taught you it was okay to fail. Yep. You know, which a lot of people find really hard to do. And, you know, you beat yourself up. But it's like every time you fail, you have to look at it as a learning experience. You know, whether if you're dealing with, um, with grief, you know, maybe it's a new job, maybe it's a new talent that you're trying to do. It's okay to fail. And you need to pick up yourself and find the driving want and like how bad you want it. And I feel, with his work ethic, you know, obviously his work ethic is very, it's modeled after Michael Jordan um, as a go-getter mentality. And and then, you know, there's, you know, different stories of Kobe being, you know, kind of arrogant. I mean, most basketball players are kind of arrogant, especially when you're when you're young and dumb and, yeah. you know, you come into the league and just think you're like the ish and you just start, you know, running your mouth to like a lot of different people. But when he failed, he constantly told himself to be a student of the game and constantly keep learning, seek at your elders, right? And he really right. followed the philosophy of, you know, Bruce Lee of, um, what's that saying? That when you have a clay sculpture, you don't just keep adding clay, you take what you need from it and you and remove you certain it. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really felt like that was like such a great um, role model, you know? And he also changed the game. The game did change, you know, with yeah, Michael Jordan coming in and, you know, Kobe coming in to see a guy have handles, like a guard, right, who can shoot a jump shot, who can take it to the rack. You know, and then obviously the game evolved again when LeBron came in and and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, but his game was modeled or his drive to win was modeled 
and for the newer generation for the LeBron James actually took that and kind of rode with it, you know? And so a lot of people are like, Oh, LeBron versus Kobe. It's re- it is really hard to compare. Um, <clears throat> I get in a lot of arguments about it, not just because I'm a Kobe fan, but you know, not everything's statistics. You have to look at the whole body of work. And also you have to kind of do an eyeball test. Um, but you know, man, a five time champion, you know, um, he got to play with Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. won three titles with him. And a lot of people don't realize just because that's your partner doesn't mean you're not a big factor of it. He was a big factor of the Indiana series, you know. So a lot of people discredit that. Um, but they were technically the best, you know, combo duo of all time, in my opinion, even honestly over Michael and Scotty. Well, they were very dominant. I mean, Shaq himself was a dominant force. You know, yeah. who's going to stop that guy? 350 pounds, seven foot seven one. And, you know, he was in his prime. And Kobe wasn't even in his prime yet. But, right. you know, and he was dropping like 22, 25. Oh, more than that. I mean, in the, in the playoffs. But I'm talking about during the regular season, his averages were like 22, 24. Yeah, playoffs, he was on fire. Playoffs, he, was, he turned it up another notch, 28, 30, and then averaging like six to eight assists. Yeah. You know, which people always thought, oh, Kobe never passed the ball. But yeah, yeah. the the other thing that I wanted to touch base on was um, his family life. You know, and I have to expose the the trolls out there. Um, it's been just under nine hours since he passed away, and there's a lot of troll memes and um, the people. Uh, I, I mean, I'll just put it out there. So the Fresh Delivery Show is powered by different. Um, group chats on Facebook, and I saw one comment about him being a rapist. So this is just my personal opinion, and, you know, this is the power of being on the podcast. And, you know, what we try to portray on the Fresh Delivery Show is to learn how to argue without being disrespectful. Absolutely. Um, But he, uh, I'll just say this. I'll just flat out say, if he was a rapist, why did she drop the charge and why was she paid off? I mean, we would never know the truth also, you know, but at the same time, you know, he did an international apology. He stuck by his wife. She got over it. So she can get over it. You need to get over that. You know what I mean? Like, the man saw his daughter die in a helicopter, and she saw her dad, and they died together. And you're still going to be freaking insensitive and put up dumbass memes and, and say he's a rapist and stuff like that? Like, the man passed away, and he survived by his other children, his oldest daughter, He's got a, a two-year, I think like she's like two or three years old. And mm-hmm. then they have a baby that's like not even a year old. And you're going to say all that on the day that he dies? Like, come on, man. Y'all, y'all got to be a lot more, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sensitive and show more that's, compassion because that's BS. Yeah, it's not cool. Man. You know? And then another thing on top of it is it may not be important to you, but the impact of this athlete, how he inspires so many young kids out there, you know? Um, myself, I'm a, I'm a coach. His coaching, you know, his style, his analytics. If mm-hmm. you ever watch uh, on ESPN Plus, uh, it's called um, Detail. Detail. And that's actually as what basketball coaches do. They actually break down detail and film to, you know, analyze game. How can you improve? How do you break down the other team? And and that right there is giving a tool for our generation as athletes and, co- and coaches are the tools to be successful. Yeah, I was to piggyback on what you were saying um, to the trolls out there. They're probably the same ones that didn't appreciate him when he was alive. And if that were to be the case, shame on you guys because 
not only he was a great ball player, he was a great person. He did a lot for the sport of basketball. He literally went to China and popularized the game. Yeah, he's like it, one of the only other athletes right. to have a statue in China. Exactly. A black man yeah. in right. China. So for you to come on, here. yeah, so for you to, sorry, sorry. So a little closer you, to the mic, bro. <laughs> my bad. So for you to come on and say these things about him, especially when he passed, shame on you, okay? Like, you need to check yourselves, all of you. So today, it's not a day to bash. It's not a day to... To, to come on and say mean things. You just today just remember, sit back and and just evaluate and, and think about the, the loved ones that he left behind, which is the most important thing. And that's probably the most tragic thing of of it all is the fact that he's leaving behind a wife and three other kids. And so here here's one thing to kind of piggyback on that. A lot of the people <clears throat> out there um will always say, Well, we have people that die every every day. You know what? You're right. And, you know, as human beings, we have to have a lot more compassion that because a lot of people don't necessarily feel pain. Like, you know, like, I'll be honest, like, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong for this. It's okay to have a little hate in you, you know, but like, don't let that drive you to go crazy or anything like that. You can dislike someone. But then when you hit when you actually lose someone, especially when it involves children, you know, like, come on now. I wouldn't say it's hate. I'd say it's more resentment. A lot of people do resent Kobe. and. The majority of those who resent Kobe could be because he's threatening Michael Jordan's legacy. And But who cares? I mean, the man was his own. He did his own thing. He had his own career. He played 20 years with one team, which he's probably like one of the few players to ever do so. And he did it in an era in which there was free agency. You're right. You're absolutely right. But, you know, also with that being said, you know, um, especially for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's just kind of like random. Like, mm-hmm. you know how like in, I don't know if you've seen some memes and, and some jobs, they'll say, hey, you know, um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. We want you to take care of yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you need to take off, take off. But then you take off. They're like, oh, we need you to come back and stuff like that, you know. So, but just talk about being mindful. This is actually a quote from his book, From Mama Mentality. And it actually makes a lot of sense. It says, the key, though, is being aware of how you're feeling and how you need to be feeling. It all starts with awareness, you know? And I do feel as human beings with this, the way things are going right now with, you know, the unfortunate situation with our president and, you know, the constant bickering and beef that we have with Korea, we do need to be more mindful. But at the same time, with the mama mentality, sometimes, you know, you can't be as sensitive. You know, you can't always worry about, oh, what that person might say to me or whatever, but you can control the things that you do which are technically considered intangible. So, you know, in sports, you know, it's not about shooting a jump shot. It's the small details that get you there, being aware of what you need to do to succeed, to be better. So, What did Miyagi say in one of the Karate Kid movies? Life is about balance. Right? Yeah, you have to have balance. And, you know, you know, in his, you know, the rape charge situation, you know, he was acquitted from that. Um, the girl asked for a demand, and they settled out of court. And he did an international apology. Got Vanessa was like a four million dollar yeah, ring, six million dollar ring. Woo, yeah. Four million dollars. Big yeah. that ring yeah. was man. That's mm-hmm. like a like an iPhone on your yeah, on your finger. Rock. <laughs> you know, and he was smart. He focused on his craft, the birth of the Mamba, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart move. He rebranded his number to 24, mm-hmm. moved past it. And, you know, overall, he became a real true professional. I mean, he was young and dumb. And it's unfortunate that when you're an athlete, you got money. Number two, you're on social media and also on TV. So everything is magnified. So, of course, everything you do. So in reality of it, do men and women cheat all the time? Yeah, they do. But how often do you have someone owning up to it, being on an international scale, apologizing to his family, his wife, right. to the people out there, you know? That's that's big. And especially as a man, that's you know, it's very humbling, you know. Um, but also, you know, aside from basketball, he's done a lot of things off the court, especially after his retirement. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? But after his retirement, you know, after that phenomenal 60, you know, point performance. So after that, um, I know he invested in body armor, which was, uh, you know, a sports drink that was going to rival Gatorade. And he invested like six million dollars of his own money into that. So he pumped money into that and he was fueling that and pushing that to be uh, basically one of the top sports drinks in the world. It's very tasty, by the way, if you ever had it. I like strawberry banana. Strawberry banana. Which one do you like? Uh, I like the strawberry banana. Um... I also like the mango. Pineapple? It's kind of like the, I don't. It's not no, mango it's not pineapple. pineapple. It's like orange. orange it's like mango. mango and something else. It's orange. It's mango. actually really good. It's like it's very fire. citrusy. Um, one thing to kind of piggyback when you're saying a lot of people don't know that body armor. What makes it so good is that it's got coconut water in there, and that's one of the natural, you know, forms of hydration versus just drinking water because like. Gatorade, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about it. when I drink Gatorade. To me, I taste the salt because you know the salt it's helps too with hydration. Salt, exactly, and it I gotta water that joint down a little bit. You know, and then it's it's like I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me. It's just kind of taste the sodium. Yeah, and then also on Body Armor, he yes. he pushed and uh, promoted athletes, not just basketball. I know James Harden's a big part of it. Um, I believe Juju Smith Schuster from yes. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your girlfriend in soccer? Oh, Alex Morgan. She's on there too. And I think Sydney LaRue. Yeah. She was on there, big time soccer players. And um, you know, obviously he's Nike, big Nike guy. And, you know, what he did when he was younger was uh I'll get back to you, my bad. I just gotta throw this out there real quick. Right, go ahead. Um, you know, when he was younger, he actually you know, sought out his his elders and trained with them, and which is what the generation does now. Mm-hmm. And they go to him, and then he has this place called the Mama Mega Academy, which is like the size of like four Best Buys, maybe even bigger. Uh, it's a sportsplex that has soccer, basketball, football, football baseball. training. But the cool thing about it, they have technology in there that actually helps you with your training, your mental awareness, you know, your eye, uh, high ha- eye hand coordination, you know. But yeah, like what what other kind of things that he um, do after he retired that was so big? So what he wanted. To also do, I remember he wanted to just get into like um, creating stories and uh, getting into film production. So the first thing he did was he wanted to create a story about how he grew up loving basketball, which he came up with the with the concept. Um, I, Dear basketball. Dear basketball, and he ended up winning an Oscar for it. You know who did his soundtrack? Yeah, the guy from uh, Star Wars, right? John Williams. John Williams, yeah. That is so big. And the fact that they believed in him, you know. Um, if you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and type in Dear Basketball by Kobe Bryant's animation. Um, soundtrack's really good. And the storyline was really good. Um, was but amazing. aside just making stories about basketball, what other kind of things did he do? He uh, came up with books as well. So now he, he um, they're called like the the, the Wizard 
series. He has they're kind of like they talk. It's kind of like similar to like Harry Potter, the way yeah. he would talk about it. And now he's he's about to come out with a fourth book of that. Actually, um, I don't know when the release date is, but it's set to come out soon. It's already been published and everything. So um, that he because he just wanted to talk about just stories that he can have children like believe in themselves and, yeah. and, and in a sense of instill confidence in them and have that everyday mamba mentality, you know, and that's something that we have to take, you know, in our lives as well. Like we have to attack something with a mamba mentality. So the the other thing with, um, it's your phone real quick for the internet. Uh, not only just for the books, one thing that, uh, I saw in an interview, I believe it was, he did it with Jimmy Kimmel and he said when he started writing these books, you know, when you think of, you know, especially because he's a he's a man with four daughters, you know, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of women. And, you know, when you say, yeah, and you think of women, you think of like Disney princesses, you know, they're like a damsel in distress. But he wanted to show the drive of different characters Absolutely. that deal with like real life adversity, you know, besides just fantasy. And I, th- and I think that's like a pretty creative way to deal with the afterlife, you know, like, um, you know, he retired from basketball and. He stopped watching basketball and focused on his craft. He would go to games here and there, but um, just learning about it, what really drove him back to basketball, what his daughter, when she started to pick up basketball and she tried out for the AU team, he created the AU team just for her. Um, and, and he started coaching them. Mm-hmm. And his daughter, Gigi, said, you know, well, let's go to some games because she likes Luca. She loves watching Luca and Trey Young. And so... They started going back to games, and he said he got the love back for basketball again, you know. Because and, of his daughter, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, I just think I really like to know what how the other athletes are feeling that are super close with him in, in general, because I know right now uh, with today on Sunday, there's a lot of games, especially one of them that was on TV was the Houston Rockets game versus the Raptors, right? It was it was, it was Raptors? Uh, Raptors versus the Spurs. Raptors versus the Spurs. Who did Houston play? Uh, I don't think Houston played today, but I do know the Wizards play the Hawks. I do know the Pelicans played the, um, the, uh, the Celtics. Celtics. So during those games, they did the twenty four second twenty four second shot violations for both teams, and um, so pretty much they did a silence of twenty four seconds on the buzzer, mm-hmm. and they would have let the time run out and a moment of silence for. Um, for Kobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right before the Pelicans game, they did a uh, eight second violation to mm-hmm. commemorate number eight. And then they did a 24 to commemorate number 24. Yeah. Which was really nice. So, <clears throat> I, don't know, I was saying, like, different games, they had like different things that they did for their moments, moments of silence. What, what is, let me ask you this, Grand Boo, because. A lot of people don't know. We met um, in college. We played um, club level at uh, University of Maryland. Um, aside just being an icon with sports and actually apparel and stuff like that, what did he mean to you? Like, how did he impact you? Uh, his competitive badass. That's what inspired me uh, when I watched Kobe. Like, I just love the fact that he got back up and... <clears throat> I just love the fact that he would always get back up and he would be like, hey, bring it. So that's what he meant a lot to me. And then I try to carry that onto my everyday life. And that is, you know, sometimes you're going to fall. You just got to get back up and and take the challenges Mm -hmm. head on. 
That's right. So that's one of the things I will I'll forever cherish and love Kobe for. How about you, Just Ruit? I know you're a big <laughs> avid Laker fan like myself. I mean, I, words can't even express how I feel right now. Just to just start that right. I mean, this guy meant a lot to me. Um, I idolized him. You know, this guy was my hero. You know, a lot of people worship Michael Jordan. I mean, I did too. I mean, Michael Jordan is also one of my idols, but he didn't impact me the way Kobe Bryant did. When Kobe got in the league, he, uh, you know, I was nine years old. When he retired, I was 29. That's most of my life. You know, I watched this man play. And, you know, I even playing ball, you know, pick up, played a little bit in, you know, college ball, and then just even rec league. And, you know, I have always tried to emulate myself after him the way he played. I tried to play like that. I tried to have footwork like Kobe. I tried to shoot like Kobe. I mean, just even my mannerisms on the court, I try to act like this guy. <laughs> you know, it was uh, a little bit obsessive, but. You know, I mean, he's a good role model to look at. No, it's him, great. You know? It's <laughs> great, man. Doing. I mean, you don't want to be modeled after some scrub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> John Wall. <laughs> well, that's another story for another day. Stay out know. of a rose bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always a rose bar. Um, yeah. But I'm just, you know, I'm I'm beyond devastated. You know, I'm I'm heartbroken. I mean, this is someone who I felt like he was like a big brother to me. But, yeah. So... For the listeners out there, what mama mentality means is it's more of an approach than anything else. It's about attacking what's in front of you with passion and purpose, without fear and doubt, and without an ounce of quit. No matter what it is, good and bad, success or failure, that's your approach. That's what mama mentality means. And, you know, um, I think that's brilliant the way he yeah. the way he marketed that. He does his research. Um, he's a big fan of Asian culture. Um, he's a big icon in China. We talked about that, but what a lot of people don't realize the Mamba name came from, well, one, obviously it's considered the most deadliest snake in the world and has right. the drive to take down a prey. And it does not matter what size of prey is. It's going to go after you. And he, him being a big fan of Quentin Tarantino, which, you know, he has a very unique style of film. He does it his way and he perfects it to his, his craft and in the movie Kill Bill, um, Uma Thurman's character um, was named the Black Mamba for her style and her drive to succeed. Mm-hmm. And she wore the iconic Bruce Lee Game of Death outfit, the mm-hmm. yellow Asics, the that yellow and black. Yeah. And that inspired a lot of the shoes, you know, that have the yellow and black, um, you know, theme. But one thing people don't, didn't, they don't realize, I didn't realize this until maybe like last year, but... The logo on Kobe's um, uh, Nike outfits is actually from a Hattori Hanzo sword. If you pay attention, you watch Kill Bill Volume 2 when um, Bill's brother died by the Black Mamba and Daryl Hannah went after Uma Thurman and she didn't have her sword, but she found Bill's brother's sword and pulled it open and you actually see the Kobe shield in there. And it's actually represented by, you know, like a samurai meaning of like death and honor. And you do what you need to do at the best of your ability and you die with honor knowing that you're fighting. And then that's how you're represented through your legacy as drive and will. Um, I thought that was brilliant. That was very smart. The way of the samurai. <sighs> yep, right. Exactly. Wow. It. 
you know. Um, also, other other big accolades about Kobe is that he spoke, was it seven languages? Yeah. Five? He was a polyglot. Spoke Spanish, spoke Italian. Spoke sp- French. Spoke French. Serbian. Spoke Serbian. Mm-hmm. Spanish. Did I say Spanish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chinese, I think. Um, there was something else he spoke. I remember, like, in the NBA Finals in, like, 2010, when they were playing the Celtics, he would talk to um, Sasha Vujicic in their native tongue. and Slovenia. And, yeah, and, Slovenia. And then people would just look at him, and they didn't know, and they just kept going. It was brilliant, you know? And, you know, to be able to learn different languages like that is such a big... Like, you have to turn on a different switch in your, in your brain to learn another language, and then you also have to um, mirror it, you know, through linguistics and stuff. But at that age to learn multiple languages like that. I mean, of course you're a basketball player. That's your job, you know, but I don't know, man, like it's, it's really sad. And I I can only imagine like your significant other and your child passing away, you know, it's tough, man. It's very tough. Oh, he didn't suffer. So, uh, I mean, we don't know that. Yeah. But I like to think that he didn't suffer. So, um, he did movies. He did, um, he started writing books. He opened up the Mama Academy. Um, he trains other athletes and his legacy is so strong and is very iconic. And, you know, the, the other uncanny thing that happened was the Lakers played Philadelphia and Kobe's family is from Philly. Right. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to LeBron James. And, you know, a lot of people as Laker fans are not fond of LeBron James. And we know he's great. There's no way you can deny his greatness. But in some opinions, in my opinion, too, I don't think he's the goat yet. Maybe one day. But Kobe reached out to him and told him, you know, kind of like keep doing your thing. And that, I felt that was like a real rites of passage. It kind of like passing the torch. Passing the torch, yeah, in a sense. And, you know, if you know me, you know, I argue against LeBron. But now, like, LeBron, like, I really want you to do well. I want you to really carry on his legacy. Um, need to bring a chip to L.A. Um, also, some players in the league as of right now, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks is currently wearing Kobe number eight. Jersey. So a lot of people don't know Kobe started off wearing number eight as his tryout jerseys when he was pre like pre draft workouts. He added the numbers up. It was like one forty three, you know. So four plus three is you know seven plus one is eight. And then after the situation with um, the allegations, he switched to twenty four. He did the rebranding, which a lot of people don't realize that's actually a smart move in the NBA. Like LeBron did it. He went from twenty three to six. It's a great marketing scheme. Very uh, very smart. Paul George did it. He went from 24. He wore 24 for Kobe. <laughs> yeah, 13. And then he switched over to 13 because he wanted his own identity. PG-13. Which, which is random. So just Ruiz's number is actually th- 13. <laughs> is <laughs> it 13 right number. now? It's uh, it's always been 13, but 13 wasn't available. So now I'm just wearing number one. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've always believed. You know what? Personally, I've always believed in single-digit numbers. Like when I when I was in high school... Um, I wore a single-digit number. I always wanted to wear 22, um, but I never got to wear 22 because we had really good ballplayers that wore number 22, and there's nothing I could do. So I've always believed in, like, single-digit numbers. Like So I thought seeing a number 8, which was so different, was actually kind of cool. Um, the story of wearing number 24 is that, you know, 
you're right underneath Michael Jordan. You know, one yeah. one over. We're trying to say they try to say back then when he changed to twenty four, he tried to one up Jordan. No, it wasn't that. Yeah, it was, it was that. more. I think it's more respectful to say that. Absolutely. You you know you're underneath him. You know yeah. you're the yeah. next best thing. Exactly. I exactly. And you know um, he spent ten seasons wearing both numbers. Isn't like, that crazy? Yeah. And the stats were practically identical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, who do you pick, 8 or 24, and you see the stats, you're like, they're practically the same. All well, right, let me ask well, you this. Let me ask you all this, then. Oh, ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, who's better, Kobe 8 or Kobe 24? Um, depending on their team, but um, in my personal opinion, if I had to draft a player at their prime, I'd go 24. Um, the IQ was higher. I agree. I also feel that he took, like, he's known as a scorer. He's known, like, you know, people joke around, Kobe, right? (laughs) Kobe, stop shooting at Kobe. But (laughs) if you're still shooting 40% from the field, that's still pretty good. But, yeah, you are are jacking up 30 shots. But that's your job as a a shooting guard, you know? Um, When he took a step back, his numbers did go down, but I felt like he got better. Mm -hmm. You know, like when he was with the run with Pau Gasol, he was averaging about, you know, 26 points a game. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the difference between the numbers, um, you know, like it's basically it's the same. You know, it says here different numbers, same beast. But, you know, 10 seasons on both numbers mm-hmm. and 16,000 points on each one of them. Mm-hmm. He was an eight-time All-Star as number eight. And he was a nine-time All-Star as number 24. Three-time NBA champion in number eight. And and as 24, he won the title two times. But he should have won it a third. They should beat Boston in 08. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like he got snubbed of being a league MVP? Absolutely. Absolutely. How many times? About two or three times. What years? Well, for sh- for starters, let me bring up the 2006 season, 2005 and six season. Oh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash won it back to back. Shaq got snubbed too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was so mad. He was so mad. But you know, um, because that year, I mean, that like when he scored 81 that season, that month of January, he averaged 43 points. Insane. insane and then because the league said oh um you know we have to give it to nash because he had the better team and a better record but they didn't realize that kobe was willing a, a kwame brown smush parker team smush to, and they almost beat the phoenix suns until they collapsed they were up 3-1 in the first round and could have advanced and played the clippers in the second round and Kobe did not have another all-star in his team. Not one. Not one. And if you're like, oh, he got Paul Gasol. Man, he's a one-year all-star in the Memphis. second best player in there was what? Lamar Odom. That's Lamar Odom. It. And Lamar Odom was no one at the time because he was from Miami for that trade. Mm-hmm. You that know? was second year. Because the, the year when he came, it was him and Karan Butler and uh, Brian Grant. Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs that year. And then Kobe was injured most of it. And they just had no chemistry. Frank Hamlin retired. Hmm. That was the 05 I mean, season. Sorry, not uh, Rudy Tomjanovich retired. Yeah. And um, Can you imagine? A lot of people don't know that Kobe was benched his first two years. He was. Can you imagine if he did start, where his, what his numbers would be like now? Oh, oh it would be through the, through the roof. He actually talked about it um, on a podcast called... Um, what is it? The, the one with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jack, uh, Jackson. What's it called? Like... All that smoke, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kobe talked about like when Dell Harris was benching him, he was like, you know, he knew he was better than like Ray Allen and all yeah. those guys. He could play with these guys. He could put up these numbers. But the fact that Dell Harris didn't have that confidence in him, he's like, oh, he's just a young buck. You know, they had Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel. But Kobe, you know, the following year he became an All Star and was coming. And he was off, off the bench. bench. Yeah. And he became sixth man of the year. He became yep. sixth man of the year. The I think only, he averaged like 17 yeah. off the bench. And he had, didn't have that much minutes. And then the only time he, he got, in, you know, got put in the starting lineup was when they got hurt. And Dell Harris had no choice but to play him because he was starting Rick Fox over him. But then when he went in the starting lineup, he never came out. Never nope. came out. So his accolades, let's, let's actually go over it. So five-time NBA champion from 2000 to 2002. 2009, 2010, two-time NBA Finals MVP, 2009, 2010, League MVP 08, which I do agree he got snubbed, um, NBA All-Star 1998, and then 2000, 2016, NBA All-Star MVP 02, 07, 09, 11, 11 NBA First Team. That's really impressive. Yeah, That means you are a top five player and more than likely the top player in your position. So he was uh, 2002 to 04, and then 06 to 13. NBA second team, 2000 and 2001. Uh, NBA third team, 1999 and 2005. This is the one that really sets him apart. I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm sorry, LeBron fans out there. LeBron I like, stands. I, I like LeBron now. I have respect for him. He's very good, but... Guys, like, he's very, very good. He's the greatest of this generation, but he is not the GOAT. The fact that Kobe has nine NBA all-defensive first teams with the assignments of trying to guard the best player or a point guard that creates for the team that sets up everyone else. I didn't really see that in LeBron until he went to Miami and he had to check D-Rose. Because here's the thing. LeBron plays very well in the passing lane. He gets really good chase down blocks. Very good player. Very smart. Right, he's kind of doing with Magic Johnson, and a lot of people don't realize that Magic Johnson never guarded the best player. He would always guard the slowest player, and they would let Byron Scott to sit, conserve his energy. They were hiding him on defense. Yeah, which is you know smart basketball, yeah. but you know as that competitive player, that's the edge that you have. You're like, oh, I want to guard the best guy on the team. Let me show you what I can do. You know, um, NBA All Defensive Second Team, o one, o two, and two thousand twelve. Two-time NBA scoring champion, 06 and 07. Slam dunk champion, 97. All-NBA rookie second team. I mean, come on. He should have been first team. That's for sure. Because he wasn't starting. That was the issue. Yeah, he wasn't starting. That's why. But he should have been first team. But, you know, in his rookie the all-star game, he did really well. It's just AI was just like a little bit better. Yeah, at that time. And, you know, his rookie year, he's only averaging 7.6 points per game. Guys, that 96 class was phenomenal. Do you think that's the greatest class to come out of all time? In my opinion, yes. Next to the 84. Well, no, I would say, well, I I was going to say. LeBron's year. LeBron's year, 2003 draft was probably better. So if I had to rank it for me, it'd be 96, then I'd go 84, then I'd go 2003. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I, yeah. I would go with that. I think yeah. that's that's a I fair mean, assessment. So eighty four, what? There was Jordan, Hakeem, <laughs> Sam, Sam Bowie, Clyde uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drexler. Oh my god! Who else was in there? It was uh, not Carmelo. Stockton. Was, yeah, Carmelo was in that class. Carmelo was in that class. Yeah, what about that Charles was Barkley. 
Barkley was Barkley in that class. So um, funny story about Malone. The Bullets had the opportunity to draft Carl Malone and instead drafted um uh, I forgot his name now. A ham sandwich. Yes. <laughs> exactly that. But they had Carl Malone dead to rights, ready to pick him. And they said, nah. They did the most bullets thing ever. Nah, we're just gonna go ahead and take the other guy. Other accolades that people don't realize that up until Actually, today, and then Wikipedia, actually, shout out to Wikipedia. Good job, Wikipedia. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks retired number 24. That is, like, so respectful. Yeah. Very respectful. That's awesome. Um, Class. Classy move by Mark Cuban. Yeah. Very class. Good job, Dallas. Um, On top of that, he was the prep player of the year in 96 when he was uh, coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So his career stats are 33,643 points at 25 points per game. 7,047, 5.2 rebounds per game. By the way, 5.2 rebounds as a guard is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, stop Very comparing good. him to people that are 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, You're expected to get those rebounds. You're a lot bigger and, and stronger. Like, exactly. calm down. Assists, 6,306. That's 4.7. And on top of that, he has two gold medals. 2008, which is the Redeem Team, and then 2012, Team USA. Yeah, that was a good, that was a stacked Olympic team. I mean, um, they were just unstoppable. 2008 and 2012, they were just going at it. Um, Who's better, 08 or 2012? I would say 08. Mm. I like mm. the redeemed team. Like, I mean. They had better role. No, their role players did their job. 2012, I feel like they're still trying to find who they were. Yeah, the game changer was Kobe's work ethic and and Jason Kidd's leadership. Exactly, especially in the 2008 Redeem team, they saw that Kobe was going into the gym at four or five o'clock in the morning, and he would be there for like four or five hours, drenched in sweat. And then they would come in just getting ready to go to practice, and they see Kobe's been here for hours. Did you know that Kobe Bryant sued his parents? Yeah, he did. <laughs> for for the memorabilia. For those out there, so this is a 2013. <laughs> Brian had a legal disagreement with an auction house over memorabilia from his early years that his mother intended to auction. Pamela Bryan received 450000 from an auction house for the items and claimed Brian had given her the rights to, to the items and remain in her home. However, his lawyers asked to auction the house and return the items to Brian. Before the scheduled trial, a settlement was reached allowing the sale of less than 10% of the original items. Brian's parents apologized to him in a written statement, which also acknowledged the financial support Brian had provided them in the past. And from there, what I'm hearing, he cut them off. How do you feel about that? Like, if your parents were to, you know, uh, it's mean, like a weird. Yeah, you'd be you'd I mean, be devastated would, for sure. I'd be devastated. I mean, I I don't know as far as like cutting them off personally. Uh, I don't know, but it would be very hard to regain their trust after that for sure yeah but also you know if you're a man of faith you got to learn to forgive yeah absolutely yeah even as painful as it is you always have to forgive i have mixed feelings about that i feel like you can forgive but you don't have to go out of your way to acknowledge the forgiveness yeah, but I feel I, like you have to let it go inside your own self. Right, exactly. Whatever. But then that's why you forgive. You forgive for yourself. You don't do it for them. You do it for you so that you can move on and be at peace. So <clears throat> the, here's another question. The impact. 
because he's an iconic player. And I think the next two iconic players, it's not even Kevin Durant, but it's more of it's LeBron, more LeBron and Steph, mm-hmm. the style of play, the impact of the game. What about Harden? No. Harden is... So is Harden like a... Is he like a notch above Drexler maybe? Like in that in that realm of like... I, players that were in that let's say like if we were to take the 84 draft and we were to compare it to like guys like Harden and Westbrook like where would they fall can I add a piece to your question Go ahead. actually let's ask Rue this yes name your top five shooting guards in order alright um, Michael Jordan Honestly, I think anyone out there no offense I think you'd just be very foolish not to say Michael Jordan is number yeah. one Kobe Bryant. And I think you'd be foolish. Yes. Again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And then after that, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> so Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. People sleep on D. Wade, man. Yeah, I love D. Wade. This he, guy is a franchise leader in blocks in his friend, like for the Miami Heat. Like that's unheard of. Yeah. Would you agree guy. that he plays like a Kobe number eight, a young Kobe uh, eight? One, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very, they they have very similar games. Mm-hmm. So very number three, athletic, very explosive, strong. Yeah, post game, two dribble pull up, fade away, crossover. He can yam it on you oh, with yeah. no hesitation. I 100%. love watching old D Wade. I love watching Kobe go against D Wade. Yeah, those amazing. were great battles. Great battles. Great battles. For All sure. right. So D Wade number three. Um, I would say Jerry West. Ooh, that's different. Okay. 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 Respect. Put the logo in there. Got to show them love. All right. All right. All right. Nice. And number five. You know, I would like to give the nod to Clay Thompson, but, you know, I mean, he, he's a great player. But then you got um, Elgin Baylor and you got Clyde Drexler, players like that. And, um, and, and you got well, Oscar Robertson, but he was mostly Small a point forward. forward. Small yeah. forward, yeah. A point forward. I would probably say number five. Uh, I'll give it to Elgin Baylor, but but he played the three as well. Back, I mean, because he was know, more of a small forward. He's though. more of a small forward. Yeah. You know, he's from this area. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he from is. this area. He was number twenty-two on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yes, right. That's right. Um, what about Adrian Dantley? Would you put him up there as top? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put him as top five. I would rather, you know what? I'll put James Harden at at number five. I'll put James Harden because of like he's just he's pulling up astronomical numbers, and the guy can pass the ball. The guy got, he can pass the ball. I don't like his style of play though. He can also drive teammates out of town. Well, he's efficient is, because the ball is in his hand, but he's also chucking. You know, he chucks the ball a and lot, he, like threes, and he holds on the ball for fourteen seconds. I mean, his like you seen his like uh, three point uh, attempts. It looks like a like a tour date on like for a, your favorite artist to come into town. You seen the one for fifteen, two, twelve. You know. You seen the post on the Fresh Delivery show of the shots compared in the uh, two thousand early two thousands. Yeah, now? it's unheard of. It's Back ridiculous. then, it was all over the place, mid range, mm-hmm. uh, paint Inside. outside. Now it's strictly three point range. It's ridiculous because you got your centers shooting three pointers, like pulling up. And I and I get it. If you perfect the three point shot, your efficiency and your points go up higher. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time. You know, can you really close out a game with just that only? 
What about you, Grand Boo? Who's your top five shooting guards of all time? All right, before I do that, I want to pop open a uh, Arizona green tea, the official soft drink of the Fresh Delivery Show. We're not sponsored, we're not but sponsored, if you want to sponsor. But actually, you know what? Let's give a shout out to our sponsors. So we're sponsored yeah. by Lines of Character. Uh, as an artist named The Sketchbook Hero. Check him out on Instagram at Lines of Characters. Um, he does characters. They're very good characters. So like, for example, if you're into like Game of Thrones, The Witcher, Marvel, DC... Star Wars, he could put your face on there, and it's really freaking good. Like, if you ever get a chance, go on the Fresh Delivery Show's Instagram. We got a couple pictures up there. Um, so we're sponsored by them. We're also sponsored by Anchor. Check us out on Anchor. Anchor's our main uh, hosting site for podcasting, but you can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, um, Google Play Music Store, Spreaker, all the podcast platforms, people. Anything so, that has cast in there. So the unofficial drink. Hey. So, but you know, for for the listeners out there, you know what I really want you to take away from this conversation to celebrate, um, and condolences to the Brian family. Um, wish you guys the best, and you know your legacy through your husband is not masked by his stuff, but. You know, we want you to do well. And, you know, during this time, you know, we as the fans out there mourn for you and we feel the loss as well. You know, like I said, we grew up watching a full 20 year career. So in my opinion, I plan to go to work every day, my day job wearing Lakers related stuff, preferred Kobe stuff, whether it be shoes, it could be my jersey, it could be a T-shirt, it could be long sleeve, hoodie, etc. So Same. if you have Kobe or Laker gear or anything purple and gold, um, out of respect, you know, uh, it'd be kind of cool to see the fans out there. And like I said, it's if you even if you don't watch basketball, you know who Kobe is. You know that you're walking down to the laundry room in your apartment in New York City, and you're taking your dirty underwear and you're shooting into the into the washing machine, and you're gonna say. Kobe, Kobe. <laughs> right? Or you're, or you're like you're taking a piece of trash out and you're going to the recycle bin, and you're gonna shoot and you're gonna say, Kobe, Kobe, right? So no matter what, you know who he is. The shoes are very iconic. You know, I love <laughs> seeing kids with the shoes. The style is very awesome, and you know, obviously with Jordan brand shoes, Jordan shoes are very iconic, but. I see a lot of Kobe shoes and they're very stylish because they're you know the low top. I mean, very no no disrespect to the other shoes. Some of the other shoes, they're big high tops. They look like you're wearing space boots, you know. So um, <laughs> true, yeah, man. True. So I mean, you want to give a shout out to listeners out there or anything you want to say to the Bryant family and uh, oh to, to support the the Bryant family as of right now. Um, this is just coming from me. I'm a very big basketball guy. I coach basketball. I'm involved. I mentor kids um, as my, like, superhero side gig, you know. Um, Support the Mama Academy. It's out in California. Um, Yeah, okay, we get it. They're making millions of dollars. But guess what? The millions of dollars that they're using not only just employs the best researchers, trainers, uh, nutritionists, but it's a place for kids to grow and train. And it doesn't just stay with, uh, with kids. You know, there's Kawhi Leonard's there. Uh, Paul George is there, Kyle Lowry's there, um, Kyrie Irving's there, LeBron's been in there. You know, they're training all ages. And, you know, you could be a 35-year-old dude playing in your competitive rec league and you want to try something different and train, that'd be a good place to go. So, you know, check them out. They're sponsored by East Bay. 
Um, I I purchased some things from them to support the family. Um, just a you know memorabilia stuff. You know, like this is gonna be one of those things that personally I will never forget. You know, my daughter knows it too. You know, we have it in a little handshake with like Kobe, so it's like really cute. You know, so like I said, it, it, it's a big icon uh, to our pop culture and and someone that we're gonna miss to even hear his voice or to see him on interviews. That's it's gonna be really tough and you know, so that's my little. Respect to the Bryant family. You know, first I want to just give my condolences to Vanessa Bryant and the rest of the Bryant family. Um, it's very tragic. Um, and, you know, Kobe meant a lot to me for those who, who know me. They know that I'm, I'm a hooper. I've, you know, emulated my game, you know, from him. I've, you know, studied him over and over and over. I mean, you can see my YouTube history. Even still to this day, it's nothing but Kobe Bryant mixtapes, uh, footwork, um, you know, basketball drills, just everything, you know. Like, just the way I wanted to play, the way I wanted to go about things was just that Mamba mentality. Bro, let me give you a shout-out. So we played in a, on a rec team. Um, a men's league that was actually pretty damn competitive, and um, it very it did remind me of. So Rue was on our team. He was our shooting guard, and um, he hit a half court shot, and he grabbed his jersey and he opened it up and showed his heart, and it so reminded me of when Kobe hit that shot against Phoenix. Do you know what I'm talking about? The game winner, right? When I when we were playing, um, I don't remember which shockers or something like. Yeah, that. it was like a half court shot, half and he shot. made it, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" And the fact that that drive, that energy, and it pumped us up so well. I mean, we killed the team by like 20. We I think did. that I think that season we beat a lot of teams by 20. Yeah, we did, which says something about us. But then we finally, when we went to the playoffs, like these teams were different at that point. But right. You know, to see that drive come out of you, I have a lot of respect for that, you know? So. Appreciate that, bro. Like, that was all, like, that was all Kobe. That was mm-hmm. all Kobe, you know? I mean, that drive that I learned, I, I learned it from him, you know? And um, when, you know, just, the, you know, I, I can't even speak right now. I mean, just, like, waking up today and going to work. I actually had to go to work today, and my phone going off, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, it, the fact that like I never knew this guy personally, it didn't matter. You know, but what I can say is that I do have a great moment. That one time, you know, when I tweeted Kobe and uh, he replied to me, and we had a you know a little bit of a conversation, which was like that made my you know my year. And then that was right after you know he scored forty seven against Portland um, that night, and he played forty seven minutes. And then the next day he tore his Achilles, you know, that was that season. And um, and I remember the following week I joked with Kobe, I was like, hey, you know, uh, is that cast starting to itch? And then he replied, you know, saying, yeah, it's like starting to itch in the middle. And I told him to use a wire hanger and he said, you know, I'm already on it. So just mm-hmm. to have that interaction with him was really dope. I mean, he was, you know, I felt like, you know, I didn't know him, but he was like a big brother to me. And, you know, just the loss, you know, it, it I'm really heartbroken by it. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's uh, very emotional. But rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. You know, you, to me, you know, you're you're my hero. One of the greatest of all time. To me, I feel like you're the greatest ever. Real quick, right before we go to Grand Boobas, I didn't even get to do my top five. I didn't even get to do oh. mine either. What? Yeah. Okay, show's not over. But real quick, let me give a big shout out to 
N-O-R-E, Noriega of Drink Champs Podcast and DJ ENV. They gave us a shout out on the Fresh Delivery. Shout out to Noriega. Much respect. Uh, I've been a big fan of yours since the 90s. Your podcast is on point. It's hilarious. It's very informative. I love how you guys um, really want to expose the legends and celebrate it. And that's something that also Kobe did. Was you want to celebrate your OGs and and the people that pave way for what you do currently. Also, big shout out to the homie um, Stefan Marbury. We go way back. Starbury. Obviously, you're in China. Starbury we don't talk as much, out. but he's got a documentary um, coming out soon. Oh, but I Marbury, I can't wait for Marbury that. follows the Fresh Delivery Show podcast, and he'll give us a little like thumbs up here and there, and he'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" So, shout out to Mari. really appreciate it. Um, real quick, shout out to in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, Churchill Bulldogs. Man, they've been on fire. My alma mater, very on fire. Six straight, um, under you know, six and zero oh in their division, and. They have a game coming up this Friday against uh, Bethesda Chevy Chase, and that's, I mean, if they win this, they, that's might, they win. might be the division holder. And on top of that, shout-out to um, the entire team. Shout-out to Jomo. Shout-out to Bryce. Silver, Flax, Berlin, Rosen, uh, Nadav, IK, Rashad, um, Andy, Big Marley, Big E, um, I don't think I'm missing anyone, but shout out to you guys. You guys are doing an awesome job. Shout out to the coaching staff out there. Absolutely. Shout out to all the coaches out there um, that are really doing something for the kids. And, and, and we know that there's a saying, when you're really good at something, never do it for free. But some things you do it for the love of it and you do it for for the kids because you can, you believe in them and you believe in the craft and you believe in their work ethics. And so, But go ahead, Grandboo. Let, let's hear your top five shooting guards. And then let's hear it. Let's hear it. Top five. Obviously, uh, the GOAT, the God, Michael Jordan, followed by Kobe Bryant. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Steph. As a shooting guard? Shooting sorry, 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 sorry. I thought you sorry. were going to say Tom Brady at first. Oh, my God. <laughs> Might as well. You might just put Dylon in there. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Let me do Harden. Give me Reggie Miller. Oh, okay. All right. And you know, give me D Wade. Ooh. Give me D Wade all day. Give him D Wade. Yeah. Wade County. <laughs> all right. 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 My Kevin Hart voice. All right. My top five would be Michael Jeffrey Air Jordan, <laughs> hands down. Right? Arguably the best of all time, in my opinion. Uh, the greatest player to ever play the sport. Uh, number two, Kobe. Bean Bryant, Bryant. The Mamba, Mamba, the legend, the le- the the living legend, right? Yeah. Right. Number three, Forever, Dwayne Wade. All right, you ready? Here's this is when it becomes like murky, kind of weird and murky and muddied waters. Number four, you ready? Allen Iverson. Oh, that's actually. I mean, because yeah, of course, Iverson. of course, game. Right, I should, best yeah, little I man. Said that. I should have said that because I was putting him more as a point guard. Me too. As a shooting guard. Top two best little man of all time, which the other person is Steph Curry. Number five. This is when it becomes really tricky. You ready? Ray Allen. Mm, I actually, yeah, I point, actually thought about that. Greatest three point shooter of all time. Um, very good defender. He had handles. He can get to the hole. He was great. He had big, big, big shots. Um, and what makes him different from Reggie Miller? And don't get me wrong, I love Reggie Miller. Is the game that Ray Allen had? He had a more of a complete game. Mm-hmm. You know, Reggie Miller was a sharpshooter, 
you know, there's those the Yukon boys, you know, um, who else is from Yukon? Rip Hamilton. Uh, who else from Yukon? There's a shooter. Richard Hamilton. No, but there's someone else. What from Yukon? Yeah. Ben Gordon? <laughs> no. <laughs> Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. You had Ray Allen. You had, uh, I mean, I'm going to go down the list. Charlie Villanueva. Karan uh, Butler. Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. Yep. Um, but, Ray, but Ray Allen really stood out to me. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just throw this out there. I think after Ray Allen would be Reggie Miller. Yeah. Um, James Harden. And I and and for the listeners out there, um, you know, if on IG and, and Facebook and Anchor and everything you listen to, this is just our opinion. So it's not like it's set in stone or anything. Yeah, but it's not gospel. James Harden, hands down, very good one on one player. But but I'd rather have Allen Iverson over same. Oh yeah. So f- I'll take that and switch it. Yeah, I mean James Harden is very good. Don't get me wrong, he's playing defense. He, he's great, but I don't know. Like if if I had to choose. One on one, I go James Harden between him and Clyde Drexler, but if I had a team, I'm going Clyde. Yeah, uh, I, oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. You know, so. Yeah. Well, that's the end of our show. Thank you for listening um, to the Fresh Delivery Show. This is one of those, like I said, is an emergency um, podcast that we wanted to put out. Um, you know, this episode is called the Mamba Mentality. It's a shout out to the Bryant family again. Um, definitely check out our other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we will be back on air on February 14th with uh, a different cast, right? Different approach to our show. Also, definitely check us out on the Dirty 30 podcast, which is a new series of think of open mic nights. Like if you're doing like a comedy show or if you're a singer, you get to be the star of your own podcast. We actually have two series on there. We have one called uh chewing the fat with vinyl richie mm-hmm. right and what's the other one called <clears throat> um i guess it's in the works and i forgot now oh my goodness <laughs> it's in the works though oh my goodness so you want to plug yourself i mean well <laughs> the name's just ruined um but uh i'm just it's, it's a very somber day a very somber mood um Everybody, thank you for checking out the Fresh Delivery Show. You can check out our other episodes on the Anchor app. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Go tell your mom. Go tell your dad, your mailman, your dog, anyone. Check us out now. Go! This guy was my hero more than anything. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking, man, for sure. Um, again, my prayers go out to the family. My heart breaks for y'all. Um, definitely sending my prayers up to you guys. Uh, again, Kobe Bryant, love you, dude. Um, quick Gigi. story. Shout out to Gigi, too. Yeah. Shout Gigi. out to Gianna. Yeah, man. Gianna. We love you, too. Gigi, R.I.P. R.I.P. Gigi. Uh, quick story. Uh. So Just Ruin and I met in college, and I remember vividly uh, him telling me that he was a diehard Lakers fan, and right. I would torment him with Kobe <laughs> suck chance and this and that and the third. Never but, heard the end of it. <laughs> yeah, and I would make sure I made sure that he never heard the end of it. But over the years, I truly appreciated his game, and I truly appreciated his drive, 
And that's the one thing that's going to stick out and that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life is his will to win, his drive, his Mamba mentality. That's what he was about. And Kobe, I just want you to know that I've always loved you and I'm going to miss you, man. Like I never met you a day in my life, but you you mean a lot to us, man. And the game's not no going to be the same when I no tune on and watch a game. So by, by, the, by the way, for a lot of those that don't know, a um, couple seasons ago, Actually, us three and and the Silver Fox, we actually got to see Kobe play his That's final right. game um, against the Wizards, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And they're chanting, you know, MVP. And by the way, no one has ever chanted MVP before yeah. until Kobe. But also, real quick before we sign off, um, <clears throat> this is actually a book for those that are watching on Instagram right now and Facebook. We got you on multiple screens. Uh, it's called the Mama Mentality Book. And the thing about it, he talks about his adversity that he goes through and all the stuff that he dealt with. But what I like about it, it's not just a basketball book, but it just shows you how to deal with life and cause and effect and all those kind of things. So definitely check out those books. Um, you know, granted, we are on social media, but if you get an opportunity, start reading more books, you know, actually, you know, hand to paper, get your get your eyes off the blue, blue light, <clears throat> you know, agreed. So I am the Shaolin Fantastic. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at the Fresh Live Show and also at the, the Dirty 30 Podcast. So they actually have to spell out the 3-0. Mm-hmm. Also, you can find me at, on my own Instagram is at Shao underscore Lin, L-I-N-N underscore fantastic. Check us out on, on Facebook, Anchor, all that stuff. And I keep plugging it because we haven't done it in a while. So I need to make sure, sure. you guys are listening to us, you know, um, and like be on the lookout. And we did talk about this a lot before we close out. We were going to do the burger challenge between the Grand Booba and I, who's going to have... <laughs> A better hamburger, cheeseburger, if you want to say. True. Hey, man, my mom and mentality is going to, like, smoke your burger out the waters. Like, you better do this for Kobe, man. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm about to make, it, I'm about to make a cool name for the I, burger. I don't know. Are you hinting at what you may call your burger now? Yeah. I'm not going to call it a Kobe because, you know, it's not, it's not going to have Kobe beef in there. But Are you going to mm. add a secret sauce and call it the 81? Oh. Thanks to ponder good, at night. Good. All right, y'all. So check us out later, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Peace, y'all. All right. Booba out. Peace, y'all. Thank you for the uh, emergency pod, man. It was much needed. Uh, it just felt good to air out, you know, some stuff about him, and it's just it's very therapeutic, so I appreciate that. Uh, also, one more shout-out. I forgot to shout-out uh, Flying Arts. Mm. Vaughn Walker, who's yep. a recur- reoccurring uh, guest on our show and also partner, he helped us out with the Markov's Haunted Forest. Shout out to the Markov Haunted Forest crew. Um, they will be debuting our videos for the upcoming year. Hey. Awesome time. You know, very big attraction site in Maryland. And also shout out to Vinyl Richie. Uh, you know, he's one of our cast members. He's not here tonight. Um, he's a big basketball fan, respects, you know, Kobe very much. And mm-hmm. so shout out to him too. So. Uh, I'm going to thank uh, you guys for inviting me on the show. Uh, Finally. <laughs> right. <clears throat> He's like, about I time. I want to go on the show, but I don't want to say nothing. But I sound just like him. <laughs> okay, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, oh, random. So random. I know it's a podcast. <laughs> you know, um, for the people that watch Star Wars out there. Right. Um, so now the Skywalker series is over. They're trying to cast Keanu Reeves to play in the Old Republic. They should. Wow. I would watch that. I, I'm down. Sign Anything me with up. Keanu Reeves, I'm, I'm, Sign I'm me in. up. I'm in. Hey, for those out there, Saber Forge, okay? I follow this group. They make their own lightsabers. 
can you make me a lightsaber with Kobe's emblem etched into Yo, that? that would, oh, dude, can it be a purple? Purple, purple one. Yeah. Purple. purple. Wow. Man, that thing's going to be like 500 bucks. <laughs> It'd be worth it, though. Yeah. All right, y'all. We are out, y'all. Peace. Later. Peace, peace.